information is free. There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my God. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Quiddicast. The name is Larry, and it's uh, another crazy week that uh, we just went through. Crazy all the time. Anyway, just to get us underway, the first thing I'm going to talk about is uh, Namakandiwa Mass Wedding. Now, if you don't know about the Mass Wedding that took place at uh, Emmanuel Kandiwa's uh, sermon at uh, City Sports Center on this past Sunday, I don't know where you've been. Anyway, uh, Prophet, as he calls himself, uh, self-proclaimed, uh, believed by the people, I don't know, I don't care about that really. Well, he had a Mass Wedding which over, well, exactly 606 couples tied the knot. Now, uh, according to the Registrar General, they're not too excited about this. I, I don't know. Somebody said me, say to me, there's a work around this. You can go and get married at uh, the church and then, or rather at the, because um, mass weddings are banned in Zimbabwe, just uh, to clarify this point. Uh, you can actually go to a, um, what do you call these, uh, to a court. All you, got, all you guys get your registration, you get married and whatever it is. And then you go to the church and uh, then have your ceremonies. Well, you don't call them ceremonies, celebrations, you want to call them that. So that happened this past week, and uh, yeah, it, it was a, it was a thing that was a sight for sore eyes. Looking at the pictures, all those couples in there, and you know, it was weird. Did they kiss the bride? And when they kissed the bride, was this one big smack? And some people have bad kisses. So could you notice the bad kisses? I don't know. Somebody's happy day, and it's a great way to save money. Also happening this week, it was a scary thing that happened towards the end of this week. A list of names for people that are said to be whoring around in Harare was was made out and sent out. And it's creepy. And it keeps growing. And to be honest, it is a scary list to think of it. Uh, not because we I have any fear of appearing on it and haven't done anything that I know of that is kind of scandalous, whatever it is. But in reality, it's, it's one of those things that impinges on privacy it's like it's like what happens in other countries whether they call that um revenge porn where people just start putting other people's business in public it sets a dangerous precedent and, and if if nothing's done to curb this then it's going to be a problem because then what happens next is that anybody can decide that they're going to throw out a list of their own and just because they're angry with somebody i'm not necessarily saying the people on the list are not guilty of of the things they're accused of but in reality come on really what does this have to do with the price of bread in Harare or the economy as it's happening? It's a list that doesn't really help much. But having said that, I don't know what the person is trying to achieve and that sort of thing and what's happening. I have no idea. It's a creepy list, list to be honest. Also happening this past week, uh, Pokelo and Elikam had a fight. It was a public spat. Now, uh, Pokelo uh, put out uh, this Gloria Lamty woman's number on on, on Twitter, and, uh, well, you know, Elikam didn't respond correctly. And then Elikam put out a, a, a message in which he claimed that he had been in a, in a relationship with uh, Gloria Lamti before he met Elikam, or rather, before he met uh, Pakello, and then, you know, it didn't work out, and then when he told Pakello about it, he got dumped like three months ago, and then yada, yada, yada. And then the next morning, uh, Elikam claims his uh, Twitter account was hacked. So, are they broken up? Are they still together? I mean, in, in all fairness, don't really care. You know, it's people's private uh, relationships. You know, everybody messes about in one way or the other. I don't know. Who cares? And then what else happened this past week? Uh, generations got back onto South African televisions. 
Yeah, I know that 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 what you call it that show. Yeah, it's been da down for a couple of months. So this is the f Friday will be the first week that generations generations the legacies come back. But it doesn't seem as if many people are excited about it. Apparently, the story is not as exciting, mind you. People are complaining about the old generation story getting all boring and that sort of thing. But yeah, it's back. And what's her name? The woman who played Carabo is back. Yeah, yeah. What's her name? Connie Ferguson? It's a busy woman, that. And then finally, this past week, what else happened? Uh, uh, the United Kingdom decided to come with a list of things that it was going to ban. Uh, and as far as porn that is produced in that country, that comes out on the internet. And some of the things are just, like, ridiculous. They're going to ban spanking. There's not going to be spanking around in porn. Uh, essentially, looking at the list, um, some some uh, feminists and women's rights groups, and especially women's sexual rights groups, say that a lot of those things that are banned are targeted at women, as in things that some women might enjoy getting done to themselves. You know, it's strange. You know, it's just strange in that country. There's loads of things. Again. They're going to ban spanking, really? No, no spanking? I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know. It's incredibly weird. Play in today's best music. Play in today's best music. Best music. Best music. And I saw why in the Andai chema Ushamwari wetu Wakasimba Ikaya kambuzamba Asija karamba Hele, hele, hele. Oh, great music from Shingi Mangoma. The track is called um, Andy Kusia. It's features or rather produced by Reverb 7. It's beautiful music coming out of Zimbabwe. The name is Larry. It's the Query Cast. And the next thing I'm going to talk about this past week, the 1st of December on Monday, was uh, World AIDS Day. Yeah, World AIDS Day. And the theme for this year was uh, trying to get, uh, trying to refocus and making sure we have an AIDS free generation coming. And the, the thing is, um, some of these themes, you know, they're great, absolutely. Okay. But they're, they're beginning to turn out to come across like buzzwords, like, you know, this is the thing that we must say, that there must be an age-free generation, and that sort of thing, without taking into context uh, what uh, the feelings of the people at that time is. Like, the evolution of society is such that people are becoming less and less afraid of contracting HIV and AIDS and that sort of thing, because... Remember why people used to be afraid of contracting HIV and AIDS. It wasn't necessarily because you're going to die. 
that it came across as a death sentence. It's because of the way it took over you, the way it ravaged your body. And the whole world could see that, and especially thinking of African societies, Zimbabwe in particular, where the talk of sex is essentially taboo. And the reason why people are behaving a certain way and as far as issues to do with sex and that sort of thing is because they just don't talk about it. Now, when it turns out that you've contracted HIV, right, and you're and people it can be visibly seen by people it's seen as something that is embarrassing you know uh, and because it came from sex all the, the the symptoms signs and symptoms that people you know pander about is those being associated with contracting hiv and aids and so with the advent of uh, what you call it of um uh, antiretroviral viral drugs and that sort of thing and, and you know treatments and uh, whatever it is that's coming into the system and the, the stigma is becoming less and less which is a very good thing by the way the stigma is falling away but now the habits of people are beginning to change again and then also these campaigns which uh, people are saying uh, oh, people are misconstruing the campaign around circumcision where they start believing that because you got circumcised you're not likely to get AIDS or, or rather like to get HIV and that sort of thing and people are beginning to change their conversation and so I think you know um, I remember being on a radio show at a local radio station where this young boy say, said you know I feel that it's safer now for me to be at a, a at a party and have unprotected sex because I was able to get circumcised which reduces the chances of me getting uh, HIV and that sort of thing. Now, whether that is true or not, whether it is true that it reduces your chances or not, it's a, it's a subject for another debate. I'm not debating about that right now, so don't get caught up in that. It's, what I, as I say, unpacking the new realities of how people are responding to messages about HIV. So I think it needs to, the, the conversation needs to change, that the habits, people's habits have to drastically change if we're going to achieve that AIDS-free generation. Unless, of course, there's drugs that come and they start, you know, preventing it. I mean, there has been um, progress in as far as HIV and AIDS research in the past couple of years. And there is a possibility that there will be drugs that will be able to prevent. There have been... Uh, in clinical trials that have taken place which have been resulted in, in, in advances in as far as HIV treatment and prevention is concerned. But until then, just got to be careful. You've got to be careful. And especially when you're dealing with partners that, that may be innocent. You, you really need to start taking good care of yourself and everybody else around you. Yeah. And for those that are suffering and, and so forth, you know, our heart's out to you. You must really be patient, dear. You know, one of those things that's difficult to live with every single day. Because, you know, your realities and perception of realities change sometimes. Time, but I'm not good. Don't worry, baby, no, good soda. It's your marusika, you're good soda. Usabaiswe, usabaiswe. Baby, you're going to cheer on Goda. Usabaiswe, baiswe, baiswe. Baby, you're going to cheer on
Cash iriti mawaya aritri Ndakapaka pasai, ndakabata makini Andi na nakirwa nesaira Plus ndakufarira Wakamira say, unoko na kundi mwaira Marayans kana mayusa asikwe tema naira Haina pressure baby jawada ndongo kufaira Iwe type ye Brazil and Momosoro inodura Type ye mashura ye maneo za kakura Nisi nakana titi nemari inojambura Omwe inoro wakushika ya tindagura Jino choda maburu Madara ema tumbo gomre sata nema guru Kwete jako iwe unenge urikamuru Katsuro kemu boku apa gudo ndisekuru Unofunga kuti amiru Yeah, there's the music of T1 Bwema 1 The track is called Anochirangoda She's a gold digger And features Tunashe Makura The name is Larry, you listen to the Kurikas on the other side, staying on topic, how to spot that she is a gold digger. My name is Larry, you listen to the Criticast. Larry in the final segment of the Quiddicast and this and I said the thing I want to talk about right now is how to spot if a girl is a gold digger now first of all we got to differentiate between a gold digger and a good person now a good person uh, is the sort of person that will care about your financial stability will care about whether uh, you know you can be a good provider or not and that sort of thing a gold digger not so much he cares only about your money now it's only about your finances. Now, how to spot if somebody is is, is, a, is a is a is a gold digger? The first things, one of the first signs of trouble that you got to watch out for is the fact that they have a lavish lifestyle, but they can't afford to pay their rent. So what do they do? They drop hints that they're having difficulty paying for for their for their bills. So they just drop a hint there and say, you know. You know, ah, this month rent and how quite, and you know, you come out. And you, they know you don't want them getting eviction notices or or getting their cars attached and that sort of thing. So they they know they will prey that, uh, on that aspect of yourself. So you end up doing that. Now, the the also thing that you got to take into consideration is that there's nothing wrong with the situation where someone has fallen in hard times, and you know, you could suggest to them that the, you know, you know, maybe they have expensive things that they have. This could be something that you just for, to prod. They have expensive things that they have that they could get money really quickly for. And if they act like, oh no, this is, is the worst thing that has ever said, that has ever been suggested. But life, do you realize how expensive these things are and so forth? Then you realize, no, there might be an issue there. 
a normal person would sort of say, oh, okay, oh, it's probably will be sad to do that. But, you know, in order to survive, this is something that I might need to do. Yeah. And then also you've got to look at uh, signs of senses of a sense of entitlement. They feel that they deserve this lavish life, that grandiose sense of retirement. They believe that they have should have the most expensive life in the world. They should be living the lives that the Kardashians are living and that sort of thing. And, you know, they always have that feeling you know, that, you know, the world owes them something. Yeah, it's something that they... That they always want. Now, remember one thing that they do um, is is the gold diggers. They're never going to start off with a relationship by being uh, by uh, expecting expensive gifts. They lap you into this luxury or whatever that they, they get you into this lap of luxury where you think, oh gosh, you know, I'm just helping them out with little bills and so forth. And you find that when you look at your budget at the end of the month, you spend thousands of dollars. So, you know, they, they, they read you in. It's, it's a skill. You've got to respect that skill. Another thing uh, that uh, you, you need to be careful of is the type of questions that they ask you. You know, sometimes it's that uh, they, there's too much emphasis on how much money you make a year, especially very early in the relationship, because they want to know what sort of lifestyle that you expect from being associated with you. Also, you got to look at uh, asking them many meaningful questions. Ask them meaningful questions about life, meaningful plans. And if you want to really see how crazy they get, think of projects that are like a long shot, you know, pipe dreams and say, you know, I've got to work, you know, thousand hours per day or whatever it is and try to get to where I want to get to and see if they'll stick around. They're like, oh, no, this guy's too much of a dreamer. Too much. Well, too much of a dreamer. So, you know, I'm not really going to spend time investing this huge pipe dream that this person's got. No, not really, no. And, and finally, ask them when last they just did something out of generosity. And I was asked them, what's the best gift that they ever received? The best gift that they ever received is always something lavish and expensive and involves some, you know, huge uh, spending. There might be a problem there. And with that, I say thank you very much for listening to The Criticast. The name is Larry. It's been an absolute pleasure. The email address to get, me in, to get in touch with me over these and other issues is info at larryquidirai.com or you could get to me via my website, www.larryquidirai.com or you could get me on Twitter, follow me at Quidirai. Quidirai has got a Y-I at the end. And if you want to get me via WhatsApp, it's plus 2637765956560. And I lis- leave you listening to Aura the Poet. The track is called Mr. Moonshine. The name is Larry. The name is Larry. It's been The Quidirai. Take care of yourself. I sculpt him from across the universe, from where I was creating worlds and building playgrounds on Mercury and Saturn. I stepped up to him and said, Excuse me, Mr. Moonshine, could I build you a paradise? Upon the black sands of the desert sky, could I take the stars out of your eyes and exchange them with the ones in mine? Because you make me smile. your eyes and open your mind, you'll hear the music of my planet sunrise. It's beautiful, but I know that your eye sees beauty in a different light. So would you take my hand if I proffer it? Because time is past, the present and the future when our fingers collide in a perfect fit. Simply go.
If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out?